Hi, this is Marnie with Maxim and Marnie. I get to do a podcast at my church community where we invite guests from our church to come and share their stories, share their beginnings, share their middles, share where they are in their journey of faith, of life, of relationships, um, in the hopes that we feel more connected um, to each other in our community. So today, I'm super excited. We have Miss Chrissy Ball with us. Welcome. Hi, Chrissy. Hello there. Now, Chrissy, you work here. I do. And how long have you worked here? Uh, five years. Mm-hmm. This is my fifth year here. We're in our fifth year. Chrissy yes. and I started Both on the same you? day. We did. Oh, how funny. That's a funny shared thing. It was very cool. But you have had two different positions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So talk to me about your first position here. Well, yeah. So I'm kind of in my original position for the second time. So my first, when I was working here, I was the assistant, the faith, the children's ministry assistant. Um, so Janine was the director of children's ministry, and I came in as a part-time um, person to help her as an assistant. And I did that for the first year, and then um, when Janine retired, I um, kind of took over as the director of children's ministry and did that for a few years um, because they were going to be getting a new children's ministry director. I was kind of the interim um, and so I was interim for about three years. So it was good. We had it. It That's was very fun. That's a long time. And now what position are you in? So now I am the assistant in faith formation. So I am an assistant to children's ministry, youth ministry, and the, uh, the adult and family ministry area. So I'm kind of behind the scenes in all aspects of the faith formation that we have And here. who has your old position? Um, oh, so Kim Walker yes. is the children's who ministry. Who we've had on. Yes. Yeah. She, yes. And she's so lovely. Yes, she is. I really enjoy working with her a lot. Oh, good. Yeah. We went down to Springfield for a cheer weekend and she gave us all the things that we had to do in Springfield. Oh. So we had to eat this thing. Oh, gosh, I'm going to forget what it's called. It's like a... Something hat, cowboy hat, horseshoe, horseshoe, oh, horseshoe. Yeah, 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 it was on like uh, the Food Network. I and know. we had to eat the horseshoe. So Brett had a horseshoe, oh and gosh. then we went to this other breakfast diner that was in like an old military, like those silver dome, like um, cylinder-looking things. And the pancake was as big as the pizza. Oh my god! Yeah, so it was super. It was. I'm talking oh about all food. We also went to the Abraham Lincoln Memorial mm-hmm. uh, Library, Memorial, uh, and Museum that she recommended as well. So it was just super fun to have that resource of her to give us all the scoop, and we did all the fun things. Oh yeah, that's so good. So, but she's part time, and you <laughs> were full time. Yeah, I mean, I was part time, but are. I was okay. more than twenty hours for sure when I was doing it. Yes. And how long did you attend the church before you started working here? We had attended, I think, about since we had moved here to Illinois, and we moved here in 2007, so I'd been here eight years in the church. And so were you nervous about working in a place where you also worship? I don't think I was too nervous about it. Um, I was excited. Okay. I really was excited because I had kids in the program. Did anybody warn you about, like, what's behind the curtain? No. Well, I just, that's why I asked that question because I've had friends that have worked on, not worked on, um, been a part of the church council. And Uh I think sometimes figuring out, um, still living in a place of love and grace and being able to worship alongside people when sometimes maybe you see their flaws, um, Mm -hmm. shown in a brighter light. And so sometimes I think working at a church where you attend, I don't know, I think sometimes it can be complicated or like how... How do you reconcile that or how? Because I just feel like you exude um, warmth and joy and grace and smiles like a a twinkling in your eye always. Clearly, that is you choosing to do that. Um, I for sure feel like I recognize that. Um, But there must have been things like, I don't know, like what would you speak to that? She wants to know the dirt. I know. No, 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 no. I don't even want you. That is literally the opposite. I'm just saying, how do you frame or reconcile? Because I think sometimes people say, oh, I saw the true colors of the pastor. Oh, that they were a person? 
right oh right. that they they weren't perfect oh that they messed up oh that and 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 sometimes i think i think i learned that at a really young age um and i saw that in several different um experiences that i had and and i had to really learn very young i think to separate what my faith was um sure. and what worship experience was for me versus uh, who was leading that and yep. and um yeah, and I think so. I don't know. I, that's just my genuine. My I'm picking on you too. No, I know, but I think that listening to it, people might be squirming and feeling like, right. "Oh gosh, don't." It's not that. Yeah, you know, I had been in here. Um, I had been kind of part of the church. I mean, obviously part of the church, but working in a lot of other capacities within the church. I was in the moms group. I was in a lot of like. Um, I don't know, just a lot of like Bible studies and had really been around a lot anyway and have kind of, since I'd gotten here, seen the other side of things, even just, I mean, not that they're really, to me, there isn't so much an other side of things, but I've seen the That's inside good. workings of a lot of the parts of the church and I've seen that at other churches kind of ever since I was born and growing up. And so to me, it just wasn't a big thing either. Good. Um, I was truly, I came into it just very excited, A, to get back to working um, because I had been staying at home for mm -hmm. so many years and just so excited to do that. And also to feel like I had an impact on what my kids were learning and how they were learning and what what was being contributed to their faith lives, including my own at the same time. So to, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I just knew. I do know, like, pastors have other sides. Actually, one of my uncles is a pastor. And so it's just very, I've just always kind of been around it in a lot of ways. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, you. let's start out where, when, how did you start? Where are you saying from a young age you've been in churches? So, talk to mm -hmm. me about where you grew up. So I grew up in Saline, Michigan, which is a basically a suburb of Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor is outside of Detroit. So that's and this is a college town yeah. for the University, yep. University of, of Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, that's what's there. Um, so yeah, it was a small town that I grew up in um, and went to a, a fairly small church there. Um, and yeah, and was that was good. a big part of your family? Yes. Yes, it and, was. And what denomination was that? It was Lutheran. Okay. Mm -hmm. And yeah. who was in your house? Who live? Who did you live with growing up? Right. So I lived with my my mom and dad, and then I have a sister who's two years younger than me. Her name's Kate, and then I have a brother who is eleven years younger than me, and his name is Paul. So you are the firstborn. Yes. And would you say that you are a leader and you are um, very rule follower? Yes, I, I am now. I do feel like I was super shy when I was growing up. Okay. And especially when I was a young child. My sister was more the leader side of it. Like she would she would be like, because I was so afraid. I wouldn't even go up for the children's message at church. Like <laughs> I was so nervous about it. Um, but she would be like, okay, Kate, or okay, Chris, you like grab my hand and take me up there. And When do you think that that um, became less for you? That was probably um, junior high, high school. Yeah. And would you say that shyness you feel like was a challenge or? Um, I don't think it was too much of a challenge. I mean, <coughs> again, like at church, it was a small church. It was a place that like everyone had known me since I was born and um, they just knew that that's how I was. I was just quiet. Um, and at school, I was always fortunate to have good teachers, but you know, I wasn't always the one that was going to raise my hand, but luckily was able to understand a lot of what was going on. Um, I don't know, like it wasn't necessarily a challenge. It was just kind of the way I was, mm -hmm. but definitely it was good when I, you know, came out of my shell a little more because what do you think that was from confidence from self-esteem from because sometimes yeah. I don't mean to say that I think if I see a shy kid mm -hmm. I'm just being honest I, I feel bad I feel like they don't feel confident I feel like they don't want you know and I feel like if my kids when they were younger 
and this is just because of what my personality is, I think I wouldn't accept, like, if they wouldn't speak to people. I was like, well, that's just rude. Like, we need to look at people and talk to them. And I don't know. And and, and then you're saying, like, that was just a part of who I am. Like, I'm like, well, shame on me. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think everyone's created differently and in different ways. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure my parents were always like, okay, make sure you're saying please and thank you and like that but I was never like the first one to go up and I don't know go say hi for the first time to somebody or um things like that I I mean I again came through that and yeah because I would say you're very very friendly (laughs) but thank you (laughs) exactly yeah I wouldn't say that I would see that as a characteristic of you so that's just interesting and that's a choice for you now that's still challenging not really. No. no. I, I truly, I don't know why I was so much that way. It was just, my sister was way more out there than I was. And right. maybe that's more of what I'm comparing but to. I want to put you in like an extreme category of shy or quiet. Right. Like you're probably middle ground and yeah. just you're around people who are extremes yeah. on either end. That that's, um, um. Because I've seen people like in the extreme shy and then their parents cater to it. I think that's Marnie, what you're referring to, where mm-hmm. you're like, no, my kids aren't going to act like that. I just, I, I bet you you were like, you just needed to be invited. And then Wait. your parents probably said, yes, you need to respond then when, when somebody yeah. invites you to speak. So. Yeah. yeah, but I also think like, shame on me if that really is like your, the person's <laughs> temperament. Because I, I just think I'm so not good with that. I'm like, everyone right. should have a yeah. voice. Everyone should be speaking. Right. Let your voice, especially I'm raising girls, like you need to be strong and yeah. you need to make sure people know what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, shame on me if that is just their temperament. It's just interesting. We're not I, I into like shame the way here on this podcast. We are so. not into shame. I just think it's an interesting <laughs> thing yeah. to be aware of when people are super different than you. Yeah. 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 Right? Oh, like, yeah. I'm That's a mentor good. in the high school. In fact, I have Chrissy's son in my small group. You do. Yes. Um, and it was funny because the candle was lit. I'm not going to share anything uh, from my small group. But sort of because we were going around we had eighth grade night for the first time this week and I said to the kids we do highs and lows and so I was like okay do highs and lows but then also add what do you like about ignition and eagle's wings for the people that were in my group for them to hear you know kind of a little testimonial from everybody and there are some people where I'm like oh I know that this is such a fit for them I know that they love it but there were some of the students where I thought I don't I don't know what they're going to say, you know what right. I mean? Because they are maybe oh, yeah. quieter or articulate themselves differently or aren't into sharing all the feels. Sure. Um, so, yes, I don't know if they were honest, but they all said nice things. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. when you uh, grew up in Michigan and you're in a small town and you're going to church mm-hmm. and you have this lovely family, mm-hmm. um, in junior high you start to spread your wings. Sure. Um, what did you do in high school? What was life like for you in there? I was so busy in high school. I was very, def, like, very much into the music programs. I was in marching band and band and orchestra. What did you play? Clarinet. Awesome. But it, so I played clarinet in marching. I did too. Just, it, yeah. Did you? I started on clarinet. Yeah. Yes. This is why we like each other. Yeah, I think that is. <laughs> <laughs> and is the clarinet a reed instrument? It is. There's okay. a wooden. I know yes. nothing. So, and I, I had also played piano, um, but then for the last two years of marching band, I was like, I'm not, I did not want to play clarinet anymore. Yeah, yeah. What'd you move to? I, I taught myself how to play sousaphone. What? That's so different. <laughs> Is a sousaphone like a the, trumpet? It's the, like no, it's a big tuba. tuba. So like, like the trumpet tuba. thing, the, the, you, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a buzzer. Yeah, 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 so you use your lips Like to, a Zerber. It's a brass instrument is the yeah. category of instrument. Sorry, again, but it's I a don't big anything. brass. Yeah. So she chose the largest of the instruments yeah. to move to. Can you, are you I went still to able to play these? So, yeah. What? Are you still able to play any of these three? I don't know. Well, piano, yes. <laughs> um, I got my clarinet out a while ago, but I needed new reeds. And then I, I need, it's so old, it like needs to be repadded before it'll work. I tried to play it, it didn't, it wasn't working. But um, I have no idea about a sousaphone. We need not play that very much. I wish you had a sousaphone. Mandy, where are you? She doesn't listen. If she was listening, she is a don't out her. Have I outed her on here to say (laughs) she doesn't listen? Okay. Um, Um, (laughs) That would be awesome if she would be like, "Here's a sousaphone from school." Um, Someday I'm going to find you a sousaphone. Oh, that would be. Oh, oh, I'm saying it wrong. I'm saying sousaphone like like the books. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's called I'm a sousaphone. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Sousaphone. Yeah. So yeah. you were super involved with in musicals, performing, or more you in know, a whole band? Well, yeah. So our school was very musically focused, which I was very excited for. It was a good thing. Um, and two of the years, they would have, like every other year, they would have a musical that no one was cut from. And it was more like a variety show. And so I definitely took part in that. And then the other two years, you had to try out. And, um, I think I tried out for that once to just, but I was always in the pit orchestra. So we would play like for the musical. So oh, we were fun. always in the pit. So we, I was always very connected to like the drama, the kids that were in the drama thing. And uh, yeah, no, it was really good. I think fun. that's great. Oh yeah. I think that's a great culture, <laughs> yeah. right? Like in yeah. most schools. Yeah. Very positive. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was so, and I, I did like a bunch of other stuff. I was like they had student against students against drunk driving was a big thing in our sad. school. Sad, yes, sad. I was and one of mad. The, yep, there was mad and there was sad, and uh-huh. yeah, I was on. I was definitely in sad and involved in that. And then we had this other organization that I was very involved in also. And our school had like eight hundred people in it, so we had like about 200, 250 kids per class. But like this organization like marching band we had over 200 kids in marching band it was a big thing well attended but then the same with this other organization that um i was very involved in it was a very busy it was more like a service organization like key club well so it was fha and which oh i know we had that do, in my my you know? home school yeah. fha oh let's so see what you school. how you describe it or what you call it so it stands for Future Homemakers of America. Homemakers Club, yeah. Yeah, which is so funny, but I know. So this was specific to girls? Nope. No. No, that's no. the funny thing. Like our For a while it was at our school, but then they opened it up to, to yes. males as well. But you're saying it was like Key Club, like a volunteer? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, so nothing to do with oh no making you a homemaker. It's so huh. funny that it was called that. I've and when I think back at it, this. I was like, Ours it's was. so... But like in our school, it was a bit, it was just like a big thing. And we had, again, like, I'm sure there were well over 200 people oh, in how it. Oh, fun. And our, our, if we had 50% male, 50, you know, it was like half and half. It was just a mixture. What year did you graduate high school? 1994. Oh, I was 95. Yeah. So very similar. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So, I've never heard that. You know what's crazy about this? In ours, it was 90% female. Was it? In FHA. Yeah. And um, they, you know, I don't know what class in high school now, they, a health class, they give you the babies that you take home. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The FH, flower babies. The, the, the homemakers club, they, uh, they were the ones that had the, the egg babies and oh, then the baby they? dolls that would cry. So that in my kind school. of goes with uh-huh. that, that like they oh, yeah. Like, I feel like it was very slanted and probably yeah. borderline offensive now with like oh, how, yeah. how they like, no. like pushed people into that club. They're, like they would, oh. um, yeah. Anyways, we'll just leave it there. No. Uh, small towns do that, yeah. Yes, ours was more like we did. We had like an auction for the MDA auction was a big thing for the Muscular Dystrophy mm-hmm. Association. We did like, um, they did have like a fashion show, but it was to benefit uh-huh. certain charities, and it was like girls and guys, and like we they would there were silent auctions. We had a huge craft show, which was like. Um, vendors like over 150 vendors from the state of Michigan or from everywhere I guess would come in and take over the high school and like we would run that and it was all mostly a charity organization where we would just raise money for different um, organizations out there so you know it was great but then we also would compete in things and so they had like the state competition and so there were different venues arenas that you could like compete in so like we competed with parliamentary procedure. <laughs> oh, um, yeah? There was, like, ta- uh, I don't know. There was other, like, illustrated talk, I think, was one where you, like, get up in front of a judge. Like, you get up in front of, like, this row of judges and you, like, talk about something for 20 minutes. And hmm. was just a, it was just yeah. it was like, a lot it was, of Yours things. was well-rounded so, yeah, compared to what I Yeah, very well-rounded. <laughs> it was, it was and fun. were you voted anything in high school in the yearbook? Were you... Uh, that is Worst a great driver. question. <laughs> or Hold on to that cutest question for, couple. 
No. Well, okay. Yes, actually, I was. And this is funny. I'm glad I just talked about this. I feel like she was nodding her head no, and now it comes out. No, and it's such a joke because I think they're mostly all like jokes. But this one was actually most likely to become... Um, an FHA advisor. So, like, <laughs> and then there was like another person that was elected or voted that with me. So, yeah. like, yeah, we're in the yearbook together. Like, I does FHA still it. exist in the school systems now? Not is not called that. Okay. And I think it's called. I I do believe Seeing that organization how you're is an around. advisor currently. Apparently. Yeah, no, I need no. to know. Yeah, what to sign you no, up for? No, I don't know. Um. I can't remember what it's called, but they, it has another name, and it's like a really long name. Um, and I think it is around, but I, I don't know awesome. if it's here or not. And so you felt socially included, and you felt oh yeah, 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 a part of your community, and that was a really great experience. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, and did you fall in love in high school? I did. <gasps> oh, how long were you with him? Um, probably three years. <gasps> Oh, wow. That yeah. That's a really serious. long time. Yeah. So like sophomore year? Or mm-hmm. you dated after, so you broke up after we, high school? We dated and broke up a couple times in there. That and is really yeah, lovely. Yeah. And did he play in the band? <laughs> yes, oh, he did. face was classic. <laughs> Why is that so silly? He did play in the band. I mean, you said 200 people were in the band. Yep. That's yep. true. They, yeah. It's like you it's guys were in a rock school, band together. Yeah. That's, a, that's oh. a really fun time. Yeah, it was good. Did, um, did he play a brass instrument? They're good kissers, you know. I, my, oh. my wife's a French horn player, so. <laughs> I like that. Why are you blushing, He Chrissy? played sousaphone. Oh, that's Wait. why. That's why you moved into the sousaphone. Oh. You were like, let's no, march well, together. Were, it was like several of my friends were in the He sousaphone. recommended that she could I don't buzz. buy no. any of it that it was several friends. I think it was all Mr. Sousaphone that A led band you. of 200 could have like four or five sousaphones. I think there were like 12 in ours. Oh. It was like crazy. Oh. Was, the like, sousaphones were funny. big in Selena. Was that the name of the town? Celine. Yeah. Celine. That's awesome. That's so then after high school, where what where did life lead you? So after I graduated from high school, I went for a year and a half, I went to a college. It was called Siena Heights College, which was a small Catholic college, right? near where I lived. And a lot of the reason I did that was my my family was moving away. Like after I graduated from high school, um, they moved a couple hours away. So in I, Michigan? Mm-hmm, yeah. So, and now you said 11 years. So your younger sister was like junior high or yep. something? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, my, she was two years younger. So oh, she sorry. Was a, her junior year was at a new high school. Okay. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. And then yeah. your younger, younger was he in was junior like high. In, I think he was in like kindergarten. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Even. No, yeah, he was yeah, way a lot younger. Baby. So, yeah. Yeah. So they move. And so mm-hmm. you are living there. At this other college. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I moved there. Yeah. And I moved in on campus. And yeah, it was there. It was just a really small school, though. Mm-hmm. And for me, just it, I I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to do. Sure. I had changed my major several times or right. my mind about what my major was going to be As one several should. times. Yes. Yeah. So when I finally settled on <clears throat> something that I knew I wanted to do, then I transferred. Which was what? Um, East, uh, I went to Eastern Michigan University and I studied speech pathology. So I was a speech therapist. Okay. And so how long did you do that? I worked in the field for, I think, about four years. Um, because I always thought it was really funny. Did you know Christine Stevens was a speech Oh, really? Therapist? And she oh. would always joke that Sydney, her first daughter, mm-hmm. is like the worst name for oh. people with speech or something. Because you say like... Or she, I remember her saying that, like laughing, like I gave my kid the name. Right, I don't right. remember how she explained it, but that you are, you want to say like Nissen. I don't know, like oh. it, it's an. I don't know. You don't well, aren't familiar with that. S's are kind of hard. Yeah. S's are hard, and so mm-hmm. yes. yeah, with I don't know. Yeah, and the D and then to the N is is a turkey one. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, what name or what word D to the N? What do you mean? D like making the D sound to the N sound, Sid. Oh, it's kind I of see a what you're saying. Thank you. I'm like, what transition? I guess. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally yeah. That sense. is tricky. Yeah. 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 Um, and you liked that? 
I did. And that's mm-hmm. four years or that was more than four? It's a master's program. Yes, because yeah. we have several girls, I mm-hmm. feel like, right now that are seniors <laughs> that are are talking about that they're real interested in that program. Yeah. I believe Grace Carlson and Emma Yeager are You're both um, kind of dipping their toe in the water of that air arena. But I thought it was longer than four. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's such a great program to be in and such a great field. It's so like you can work with kids, you can work with adults, you can work with like both like you can work in the schools you can work in hospitals it's really a great Mm -hmm. field and there's a huge need out there for therapists so yeah early childhood you work with like the babies and the little ones and it's really a great thing so yeah I've only had one kid that has gone through the speech therapy at the school Mm -hmm. um, and it's my youngest Natalie and it Mm -hmm. it is really fascinating to me how quickly it works oh yeah 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 like I don't like an exercise it's just yeah. kind of weird. She'll even tell me, like, look at my tongue when I say this word. My tongue is going to be on the roof of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And it will change how she says things. It's just so interesting to me. Yes. Or they'll have her look in the mirror at mm-hmm. the way her mouth looks when she's saying something. I don't know. It's yep. just very interesting. Oh, yeah. No, it is It is good. And it is neat how it, just bringing an awareness to how kids are saying the word can really help and really quickly change things from yeah i feel like aluminum is a hard one for people yep um oh wait let me say this this has nothing to do with your name so please don't think this has any connotation but you know how people say like they h-a-t-e the word moist like that is like just an overall accepted (laughs) word that people are like yes we all agree we don't like this word do you want to know what word i really like i would like stricken Uh is sissy oh yeah and not like Telling somebody they're a sissy, but when people call their sibling sissy, I don't like it. (laughs) Like I literally, and my friends know this. And it was Natalie's like year in preschool, and she was singing up on the stage, and this little family up in front of me just kept going, "Hi, sissy! Hi, sissy!" (laughs) I was literally like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Don't (laughs) say it." It's just funny. How I don't. Why? Why don't I like that word? Do you know what word I struggle with? And it has nothing to do with what you're explaining. Yeah, 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 I just yeah, yeah. can't say it. Go. The marker that stays forever when you use it is permanent. Permanent. But I used to say permanent for some reason. Why? Because you're don't? switching the N and the M. Yeah, mm-hmm. permanent. Permanent. And then I used to mess up saying uh, bagel. I grew up in a family that said bagel. Which is oh. just messed up. Sure. Like, so I undid that. Mandy made fun of me. <laughs> and then um, the male the male name, D-O-N, and the female name, D-A-W-N. Did we talk about this one? Nope. So Don is D-O-N. But I say Don. 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 Like, I like move. I do a dua. Hi, Don. Hi, Don. Don. I say Don. <laughs> yeah, you're over. You know, I Brett overdo says, it because I feel Brett bad. And Ellie both say my husband and what my middle daughter say pillow. Oh yes, Ooh. and I'm like stop yes. it with the pillow. Say yeah. the I. Chrissy, yes. what's your word? Do you have a word that you um need to be correct or that it drives you crazy? Or that you, you can't pronounce? You remember right now? I I'm trying to remember. Aluminum is a tricky one. Aluminum. Aluminum. Um, oh. <laughs> I can't think honestly right now. There's I not, got another no. one. But you my, don't have a word you dislike. <clears throat> I'm sick. So, you're okay. With, you're like I actually call my daughter sissy all the time. Oh no, <laughs> I no, I do not. And no, <laughs> my kiddos. You ready? You ready for another one? If you listen to talk about God, you would know this one. What's the animal from Africa that is like a dog but it laughs? Hyena. And I used to say hyena. <laughs> And they like ripped into me. You once. had it in a double H. Yeah, I did hyena, and it's a hyena. I never knew that until like I yeah. was yesterday's year old. Yesterday's old. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Um, awesome. So that sorry for that tangent. <laughs> I'm like slouching in my chair words. now because I'm embarrassed. I like words. Um, so you did that for four years in Michigan. Uh no. Well, for some of it I was in Michigan. Some of it I was in Ohio. Okay. Um, how did you end up in Ohio? I when I got married, Brent. Lived in Ohio. So. Okay, wait. So back up. So mm-hmm. how did you meet Brent? Yeah. We met in college at Eastern. Uh, we met through a friend. And um, we. I kind of knew him, like, in a 
he was like in the group that we used to go out with sometimes, but he was dating people. I was dating people like, um, but then um, when like a couple years down the road, we started dating and um, he was actually just finishing up his master's at Eastern. So he was only there for like six weeks um, of it. And then he moved back home in Ohio. So it was like a three hour, three and a half hour difference or maybe not three and a half. Yeah, I think it was, anyway. So he moved down there. So we had like a long distance relationship for about three, two years before we got married. We're so. in Ohio again? Columbus. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what did you um, love about him? What were the um, qualities that you were attracted to? Yeah, he was always so f- just fun to be around. Um, but like he... He really was not interested in drinking. He was not interested in the partying. I and I had already we'd already been through all of that with our friends and but he was just like when we first started dating like we would just walk go on walks and talk for like hours mm. and just like have so much in common. I mean, and we could just like talk talk like in talk forever and just have so much like in common that we enjoy talking to each other about. I don't know. Um, and then also he was just so funny and fun. Like we would go to the grocery store and it was just like the biggest event. Just yeah. go to the grocery store with him and just have a good time. And I mean, just the most common things were always so fun with him. So yeah, I love good. that. Yeah. And so was there a reason he chose to not drink? Not that everybody drinks in college, but it, I feel yeah. like it is a real part of the culture in that experience. I know. I mean, he, I think he ha- did drink drink occasionally but he was just not a partier yeah and that was so great to me like yeah I was just like yeah that's so good <laughs> so yeah he, yeah it was really good I, there wasn't any other reason he um he was a wrestler in college and so I think that's a pretty rigorous uh, athletic Rick program commitment. to be part of and, and now uh, his son wrestles yes he does yeah yeah and Brent stayed with it too he didn't wrestle like after college but he did um become a an official like a wrestling official to kind of stay with the program so um he was a referee for high school wrestling and did up until last year when Nick started wrestling with the high school then it was too complicated for like he right. could be he wanted to be at the meets but he couldn't if he was there and he you know anyway uh, did he ever dream of wanting to be in the WWF when no. we were kids or WWE no he doesn't he thinks that's so different right. and not even comparable and yes. why would I even bring it up. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? I grew up with the Hulk and Andre and Randy Savage oh, yeah. watching because I had an older brother and I had to watch it all. Oh, yeah. And I think Brent really, like, when he was a kid, it was a big deal to him, too, because it's just but what they were separate into Separate from the sport. Totally not this same. Right. Yes. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yes. I know. I've seen both. I feel like I said this to, I we have several boys, actually, because John Penny wrestles, mm-hmm. Nick wrestles, and then once Will's back is healed, Will Damage, he'll wrestle again. Um and I one time said, like, I just feel like it's so vulnerable to watch that athletic yeah. sport right. because it is not a team. It is you. And by you not winning is you being on your back pinned. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so vulnerable. And they all three were like, no, no, no. Like, they did not like that I was saying that. And I didn't mean it as a negative. I just meant right. it as, like, you're so brave to just really put yourself out there. I agree. And it's, yeah, because – it's like they're out there and they're wrestling and literally everyone is watching just yes. the two of them. And it's not a team sport where everyone's all out there at one time. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on. Well, and it's not like, oh, he didn't catch the ball. Right, right. Yeah, the way that you don't win is. Yeah, but they were definitely arguing and saying like, no, 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 you don't understand and the points and the this and oh, and that. the yeah. strategy and then this. And I was like, okay, awesome, awesome that you don't feel that way. Right, I right. just watching it, I think you're like, oh, my heart is on the mat. Yes, yeah. And it is hard to watch your kid out there. Just not not like, I don't know. It's just hard because there's another kid there trying to beat your child yeah. and like try to pin, trying to pin them and it looks painful and – you're, oh, oh, yeah, it's tricky. It's yeah, but one. very scrappy and very strong and all of those great yeah. things, yes. So Brent did that, and then he goes to Ohio. So then you graduate college engaged? No, um, I graduated college, and then in the speech field, you have to get your 
you have to do one more year, which you're working, but you're not like a full-fledged speech pathologist. So it's called your clinical fellowship year. And so I did that and um, I stayed and then we got engaged that year. So yeah, I guess we were, it was more like three years that we were dating and yeah, got married, got engaged um, and got married six months later. I moved to Columbus and it was, it was great. What was your favorite thing about your wedding? It was a gorgeous day. Um, You know, growing up, I grew up in like a really small church. And um, again, my family wasn't living near Celine where I got, um, where I grew up when I, and when I got married, I had always dreamed like, when I when I was little, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm going to go to this big church in Ann Arbor because that's the one I want to get married in. Because we would, like, sometimes our church would, like, um, do stuff with this other church in Ann Arbor. It was, like, the big church steeple Fancy. and just so pretty. And mm-hmm. I was like, that is where I'm going to get married. Mm-hmm. Well, then when it came time, like, I was like, no, I did not feel right going there. I, I decided I'd get married at the little church that I had gone to. So... Oh. Um, we came back to that church and got married, and it was very cool. Yeah, very and sweet. My, yeah, my uncle officiated, and it was really neat. That's cool. So, yeah, it was good. And what did your parents um, model in their marriage um, that helped you wanting to, like, create that for your own self? Well, they um, were have always been very hard workers and very resilient, Um resiliency and understanding of differences amongst like your partner is a big thing for me and I think that's what they've always modeled um they both do their own thing and um but are just great together uh and uh, that's something that Brent and I like we just we kind of we do our own things um we have our own interests um but at the end of the day like it's all good and um you know we have our arguments and we have that but we always come back and everything's fine um what is your favorite thing about being married or what would you say to somebody like this was surprising but now we've worked through it or this was the challenge and we've overcome it as a couple or um, a favorite thing. I, um, I guess like for us, we have, we, like when we were dating, we dated long distance for so long. And, um, when we got married, then like Brent went through some job changes and he ended up in a, like a, a job where he had to travel and for years he did this he would get on the plane on sunday night and come home on thursday night oh, one of those. and okay. yeah. yeah and That's like, rough. yeah it was hard but i guess it, in it yeah that was like from the time like before nick was born until the time after Mackenzie was born i was so, wondering like, how babies wow. were there so it was a long so hard time. it was yeah it was a lot but i mean i feel like I had been living independently um, and going through college and all that stuff on my own before. And so, and we, again, were long distance then. So it was like kind of for a good chunk of our first part of our marriage, we were long distance then too, because I'd only see him like a couple days a week. So it was hard, but it was okay. And we figured it out. Eventually he got into another job. That's what brought us here to Illinois. But yeah, so that he was So you had two kids before you got to Naperville area. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I remember when we um, were first newlyweds, Brett and I, um, he would travel and not even a lot, not even what you're talking about, like several weeks. And I was horrible about that. Like I, I'm an extrovert uh, mm-hmm. and I, I need uh, that kind of people energy to fill me up uh, to right. be my best self or to feel that full. So when he would be gone and I would be alone in the evenings, when he would come home, I feel like I would make him pay for it, mm-hmm. you know? And then like whenever he would tell me about a trip, I could tell like he would dread it because right. I would just be like... Yeah, I'm mad at him for it, you know, right. and he's just like, it's just my job. Like, I just have to do this. And I think it took a long time for me to really be okay. Mm-hmm. And yes. so that's awesome that you had that from the get-go because I feel like I made him pay a lot. Like, yeah. So then you moved here. And I, yeah. I want to back up. What does Brent do? He's in IT. So he, he does um, – 
he does IT for companies. Um, when he was traveling, he was working for one of the big four, like the firms that audit IT departments. Um, and so he was doing that. But now he works for a pharmaceutical company that he, he works in IT there. And he likes it. He does. He yes, is fulfilled. he's very passionate about it. Yep, it's good. Yeah, That's really he's, great. Mm-hmm. And did you ever think that in your life that you would then turn back to serving like in a ministry role? No. I mean, I didn't. I, it never was something that I had really planned for or thought too much about. So, no, I hadn't. But this is fulfilling for you. Yes. Yeah. It is very fulfilling. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now you have three kids. Can mm-hmm. you talk about being a mom? Um, what mm-hmm. is hard? What is easy? What is surprising? What are things that you think like, ugh, I didn't do this, but I do this really well? Yeah. Well, you know, it's so funny because growing up, like I was the I, I babysat so much. Yeah. I was like the t- – I got on some list in our town because um, I went to like a babysitting class or sure. something. And then and, – and I always loved and enjoyed kids. So I think it was just kind of assumed like when I had kids, it was going to be so easy for me. Yes. And it wasn't as easy. <laughs> it was not the same when it's your own child oh, oh. and your own infant and – you know, it was a it was a big adjustment for me. And then staying home, I stayed home because we moved out of Columbus. I, I went back to work after I had Nick. And then when we moved to Michigan, um, I started staying home. And that was a huge adjustment for me because I had always been working. And but then I thought, what I, you know, I this should be so fun to stay home with my my baby. And I was so grateful that I was able to do that. But it was not an easy adjustment. And so, yeah, that was it was tricky. Um, But um, we are like we were always like a go, go, go family. Like I with I mean, growing up, it was that way. But with my kiddo, like we were like, I, I know you're a baby and your dad's gone and I'm we're home by ourselves. So we like we went to the park, we went to the mall. We were always going, going, going. And I realized that okay, I'm, I'm really, I enjoy going out and doing stuff with my kids, not just always staying at home. And I always enjoyed like cooking meals and that kind of thing. But I, um, it, it was harder to be a like stay at home parent where I was home and just doing stuff around the house all the time. (laughs) And feeling fulfilled. Yes. I think that's really good to say. Because mm-hmm. I think there are people who think, I should want to do this. Right. And my best friend works full-time, and that is the best place for her to be the best mom that she is. Definitely. Um, and, yeah, and I think there shouldn't be any expectation or any guilt or shame or, or right. any any story that you're painting if it doesn't look that way or feel that way when you're in it. It is interesting. Right. But you ended up doing that for a long time. I did, yeah. I stayed home for 12 years. So, yeah, it was – we you know, we – moved in there a few times which I feel like kind of like just was like a resettling time after Mm -hmm. that but yeah it was it was a long time and it was good but so say the um names and ages of your kids okay so I have Nick who is 16 Mackenzie who is 14 and James who is 10 and Mackenzie came to eighth grade night which was really exciting what was her feedback when she came home she enjoyed it she's very much looking forward to it she really enjoyed the whatever group she was with she really had a good time and connected um and it was good because she it was first of all it was her birthday and um, she came to me like the week before. She goes, Mom, I know it's eighth grade or I know it's my birthday that night, but the eighth graders are coming to, to Ignition and I really want to go to Ignition. I'm like, that is fine. She's like, we're not going to sell. I'm like, that is just fine. So she was excited. So it was a good thing. And um, she had been awake for more than 24 hours because the night before she was at a lock-in so for this other thing so she hadn't slept and she i tried to get her to rest during the day she went to surge tried to get her rest in the afternoon i don't think she did i don't think she did hardly at all but she was like i'm doing this ignition thing so she was going on like very little sleep but i can't even imagine so yeah it was good and then your youngest yep and that's james and how would you describe each of your three kids if you were to um, give a picture? They're all super right. different. They are. 
Yes. So James is like, um, he is a quiet guy, but he has like the best sense of humor. And it's like mature humor. Like he'll say stuff and it gets Brent and I laughing so I much. Like it. he doesn't miss anything. It's and such he's a great so quality. Yeah. It just cracks me up. And what, he's how old great. is he? He's 10. He's, he's 10. in fourth grade. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it just, he's just so funny about that. And Mackenzie is very much like the outgoing social. She loves mm -hmm. being around people. She loves um, she loves animals. She has asked for a dog forever, and yes. then we got the dog. And yeah, she's and she's very fun. So it's a it's good. And she has maintained her um, love of the dog in the house. Oh yes, yes. And actually, like when we first got the dog, James was like, "Don't." get near me <laughs> he did uh -huh. not want the puppy near him and he was like you i remember he was like you have not brushed your teeth i don't don't even come near my yes. face like to this dog <laughs> yeah so funny but now like he lays on her and it's all good and yeah, yeah they're all like Mackenzie absolutely embraces it so yeah it's it's very good yeah she's tilly is definitely Mackenzie's like dog like she they're, they're really attached. Sweet. Yeah, so it's good. That's really sweet. And it's some kind of a doodle, right? Like a golden yeah, doodle, lavender doodle. Golden doodle. doodle. Golden yeah. doodle. Yeah. 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 So it's nice. And then Nick is 16, and um, he has big plans for his future. Like, he has always been planning his future, I feel like, for a long time. Um, he wants to work for NASA. He wants to be, like, um, in the world of computers and um, – and I know, like, he's just going to get there. Like, you can That's just awesome. tell. He's just been planning this for forever. And he's a, he's a good guy. He's just a good And he's kid. a wrestler. He's a and wrestler. And he's a crazy involved Boy Scout who goes on crazy, yes. extensive camps and yes. hikes out in the Northeast, like in yes. the mountains, right? And then in Arizona. Was there one out west? Yeah. So he went to... The Adirondacks, he yes, did that yes. for like, I think they were gone for 10 or 12 days hiking wow. in the woods there. It's crazy. Like they went up all these mountains and all this there. And then next he's training. Last year he did sea base where he went scuba diving in the Keys for a week or 10 days. And then next summer he's going to Philmont, which is in New Mexico. New Mexico. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah. And is it true that he will be, is it something like he's going to be dropped somewhere and then they have to figure out? <laughs> Maybe. I think it's I or don't tell mom. He probably hasn't told mom. mom. I think yeah. it's something where it's a real independent survival, right? Or I feel like he kind of described it that way. Or it, no, lesser. maybe it is. I'm trying to think. Or with the group, they're with the group. Yes, it's and not like he's by himself. No, right? They go as a group, and they have a like a given trek, and they they know their trek number now, so they know their route. But they drop food, like there's food drops along the way, so like yeah. they don't go somewhere to eat dinner. Right. Like, like he's surviving. They drop the food down in the woods or something. But like, like when that. you say yeah. trek, we're not talking five miles, you guys. We're talking like a right. hundred. Yeah, I think the trek they have is like maybe eighty miles yeah. or seventy it's something through the week. It's, it's a big one. We would not be able to do it. Nope. Not, I would not. Nope. Yeah. Me neither. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's. he's that's awesome. That. And that's yeah. this summer for him. Yeah, that is. Yep, yeah, in June. Yeah. yeah for, He'll, yeah, he'll be gone, like, I don't know. I think it's something like 18 days or something. I don't know. With the it's a big hiking deal. Big and the, trip. They take a train down there or something. Yeah. So, it's a yeah. whole thing. Yeah, it's a big thing. Um, and what do you, uh, as a family, do you feel like you've done um, intentionally with faith in, in your family? Yeah. So, um, my main thing as with kid, with my kiddos has been – getting them into the programs here, I guess that would be, um, we, I mean, we always talk about it at home. We've got the Bibles and we've got the books and we've got that, but in making sure to put them in a place where there's other people, not just me telling them how they need to live their faith, but that they've got 
mentors, they have Sunday school teachers, they've got all these other people that are also showing them the different ways that they can live out their faith and making sure that they've got like their these service opportunities um, that we can do as a family, like we just do the Feed My Serving mm-hmm. Children, that um, just having other people around them and surrounding them with people other than just myself that is like able to be like, look, this is, this is how you do this. This is what this is about. This is what God's love is and things like that um, has been our, a big thing. And we're also, we do, we have like traditions that we've kind of done since they were little. I had one, like a mentoring mom when I was, when my kids were little that were like, you really should come up with some traditions or think about just even silly little things that can mm-hmm. be traditional. And those have become the big things. Give them to me. Um, so let's see. So like at Christmas each year I get them a new book and then we put out like just any kind of book about Christmas or the holidays or whatever. And so every year I have a basket that we put out the books that I've given them throughout the years. Love it. That's cool. Um, then it's just certain places that we go visit. Mm -hmm. Um, we always are here at church on Christmas Eve, but there's other things like not around the holidays. I have to think about <laughs> what those exactly are. Um, Do you just, remember when Pastor Will was here and he was saying like a simple thing to do? I think it was like on a Wednesday night and it was like around Lent and they were like, we're going to do like a little parenting. I don't know what it was. I don't know if you remember this. And he was like, you do a sign on the cross on their foreheads and you say, you know, Jesus loves you and so does dad or so does mom. You know, he oh, was saying as his okay. example. And it was like that kind of a silly thing that yes. we were like, we'll adopt that. Oh, sure. Um, and it's such a, you're right. Just the simple, simple thing that mm-hmm. is really impactful, I think, in mm-hmm. your kids' lives. But my, do your kids love those traditions? Because mine... And I'm like, is it just because you guys are girls or what? Like even like a silly thing, like we do chocolate fondue on Valentine's Day. Right. We have, we get, they get to have lucky charms. Mm -hmm. Well, this is the thing. This is really, (laughs) really going, breaking bad on me because I buy the lucky charms. I start to buy it because we deliver it and then we say from a leprechaun. So then all of our neighbors get lucky charms in the morning on March 17th. We do that. So we ding dong ditch. Yep. Yep. But they all know it's us. So I don't (laughs) don't know if it's much of a ding dong ditch anymore. (laughs) But my kids know they get it on St. Patrick's Day. But now, now I have the boxes and the other morning Natalie was like dad can I please have the lucky charms and, he, and I was like it's not even March 1st this is so right. we're really right. going rogue people yeah. <laughs> we're really leading the lucky charms out of stuff <laughs> but you're right I, I agree with you mm-hmm. the books and it, it may sound like a simple thing but I really think there's a lot of richness in that in a family yes I love hearing about oh, those yeah yeah I know. No, I love those too. And yeah, it's been fun. Uh, and just like the summer things we do, like, oh, we got to go to this pool. Mom, we haven't been to this park yes. yet. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You're like, in high school, are you sure you still want to go visit that park yeah. or that place? Like, yeah, mom, we got to get that done for the summer. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Just yeah, I love things. that. Yeah. Um, what is when you were saying the service opportunities? Mm-hmm. I think that's such a great gift that we have in our community that we yeah. get to give to our kids and our members. Um, mm-hmm. What is your kind of favorite thing that we get to do in our church that you love? Well, one of them definitely is the baby care um, because it is so. It's something that you can do among um, with kids when they're really little you can do it when they're older I mean adults get into it I love just being able to like do like in a generational thing where everybody can work together and like it builds up through the year and they do like little things here and there and Mm -hmm. then everyone gets to see like on that culminating day in September when everybody's like doing everything all together how much an impact that is um and i think that's really great i agree you talk about tangible you talk Mm -hmm. about those traditions we have families that intentionally come with a goal in mind like we're Mm -hmm. doing 25 Mm -hmm. oh i love that i've never heard that i love that they're so serious and they have like trackers and and they do it together Mm -hmm. um and it's it's great like how can you be upset when you see different age like a little kid and a high schooler mm-hmm, in the family mm-hmm. and they're pumped they're ready to serve together so i i agree You're you right. make it you make it fun yeah. and the same as why why do i like feed my starving children um 
is I'm so competitive. Like, I got to beat your table, Marnie. Yeah, it was yeah. funny because where were we? Eagles Wings was at church. Uh, church. And, and yeah. Pastor Ryan was uh, making a bold claim the, that his group at Feed My Starving Children 25. had made 25. And then uh, I believe Sydney, yeah. uh, maybe maybe I'm remembering wrong, or Nicole and Lauren were like, nope, yeah. we got 31. They did, they did 31, 32. <laughs> and I'm like, well, our machine broke down. So like they cheated. And they're like, yeah, ours did too. But cute. But super cute. To create yeah. that fun, yeah, yeah. And, we and have again, the same team very every tangible. Year. Yeah, well, you do. Yeah, I always feel like we're oh, wow. parched or since in I've with been random here. other people. Yeah, it's pretty fun. You yeah. got yeah. you. You got okay. Here's my thing. I love working with new people. I'm always open to that. However, I mean, like this now is a tradition. You know that President's Day weekend, you're going to be there. So mm-hmm. if I'm away, I've been away. I was in Jamaica one year, but other than that, I've been with the same group because we're all wow. committed. We're like, we're going to set a record. Yeah, I don't oh, know. But wow. you know, one year I met someone there and it was just so interesting because they were of such a different, um, well, really not so much culture, but he um, was an Indian Christian who mm-hmm. grew up in Texas and attended a very specific Indian Christian camp and oh, married a girl from that Indian Christian camp and talking about um, just his experience through just kind of a niche cultural Christian uh, facet that I found really and of course I was a nosy Nelly so I just kept asking questions but I thought it was really fascinating. I I, I would agree with you I I said I tend to say to people that our missions of those these service opportunities are an awesome opportunity for even our whole church like so that's beyond our church there but our whole church no matter what service you go to what campus yes. you attend we're all together mm-hmm. and you realize you're like wow you go to ADM I I go to this service and yeah. it doesn't matter you're together it's fun and then it's done and that's one way that we're one whole church yes that happens also in music and in in small groups but this is kind of a cool thing that constantly happens throughout the year however i still say like I want the president of Feed My Starving Children to approach our table after we have set this world record for packing (laughs) because they're like, your team, you did it. You get the glory. Um, No, the kids get the glory because they get the food. But like, yes, Um, Chrissy, what to to close up? I loved I've loved hearing your story. But to wrap up, what would be your dream um, in this arena that you serve in at our church? What what is something that you go? Oh, my goodness. This would be epic if we could accomplish this. Um. In like in the areas that I'm I know. Whatever. It's open. I know. I think it's always been my goal to connect families and parents and kids and like just connect people for like like little like parents of young kids to connect them together because parent when you have kids sometimes it can be pretty isolating mm-hmm. just finding more opportunities to engage them to get them to know each other because the friendships I made when my kids were little in preschool are like so like the solid ones the ones that are like so organic that it continues you know we're we're so close even now and I just wish that for everyone and I think that our savers is a great place that that could happen continue to happen for other people um I because were you in mops yes yeah and was it still mops yeah, it was still MOPS. I um, so I was in MOPS in Michigan, and then I came over here, and I was the I helped. I was the coordinator for a couple I, of years I with it. So yeah, yeah. So it was very, it was very good. It was yeah. good for me, and I was trying to make it good for other people too. Like because that was huge for me. We started mm-hmm. it um, with the eight other people here, and it was yes. amazing for yeah. us specifically the people who started it. Yep. But then also I think for the community because it was like. I don't know. I want to say 100. Yeah. I mean, I think there was probably like between 60 and 80 people, kid, adult parents, yeah, the moms, moms, and then like all their kids. Mm-hmm. And they were in all the – yeah. Yeah. It was a good thing. It was and a was cool. huge, yeah, awesome yeah. community. And again, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Just organically built those relationships. Yeah. And like the, the, the 
people, the moms that I'm just so close to still are the ones that were like my first table there. Uh, <laughs> like we were. Who we are were those tables. people? So it's Bridget and Dana and Connie. Dana. Dana Highland. Okay. I don't know if I know her. Yeah. And Connie. And then two of them have moved away. But yeah, it's, it was, it's always been really good. And so like we, we get together and we're like, remember when our kids were babies? But yeah. now it's like. Some are going off to college and, yeah. you know, they've just been like a mentor for me. And I mean, like we've just been there for each other through all the things like, oh, my gosh, your kiddo has a phone. What do you do? Like we've got mm-hmm. the what do you do with the texting? And before it was like, how are you potty training? And yeah. And how do you so handle social media for your kids in your house? What are the rules in your home? Everybody's rules are different. No judgment. All grace. Just oh, right. asking. Well, it, it's fluid. We've changed, like it changes as things come up because things are always coming up. Um, but always at night, phones go, actually they go in our room um, on the charger in there, um, in, which is so interesting because lots of texts and informa- things come in after like 11 p.m., even wow. on school nights. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, why are you people texting at this time? Mm-hmm. But um, I and they know that we will always look at their thing at their um, streams of whatever they're on and that we have access to that they we actually for a while had like there was just a lot of drama going on and we took like my daughter off of group text for a while just because we weren't not that she was doing things bad it's just there was so much anger and I don't know. It it just wasn't healthy for her to like. Be, I don't know. We didn't like what was going on in these. Group and it kind of escalates, I think, mm-hmm. quicker than in person. Yes. So sometimes it's yeah, yeah. it's good because all these away. kids are in junior high and they're all still figuring it out. So they, she doesn't have social media. You know, she does. And she, like, we just took her off of the group texting thing and the other social media things, platforms. My kids have actually not been, like, very excited to get on to. Okay, okay. Which is so interesting. Um, Yeah, so we, but we always are watching what they're doing and they know that. And, mm-hmm. yeah, phones just stay. And then they know, like, they surrender their phone if we ever need it. We're like, okay, this isn't going well. We need your phone for, we need to check your phone and, and just, yeah. We just I know try it's a hard it. world to mm-hmm. to help them navigate right. it. Right. Yeah. Right, and I want them to do it to a degree in that they understand it and they're savvy with it before they're like out on their own and and they know what the consequences are of their what they're doing. So we're just always watching it and talking about it. Like, okay, when they did this, what what would have been a better answer or appropriate response or that kind of That's thing? Cool. Just so we can really make sure that it's it's what we want you doing. But yeah, it's yeah. It's, I it's think it's important, important to give the gift of saying just pause for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to respond. Yeah. Right. No, right. Yeah, because that's what they want to do is just like yeah. get right on there and like give their response. And Yeah, we've said no it. social media till high school in our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that definitely is, is hard mm-hmm. uh, to enforce because yes. uh, the world doesn't agree with us. No, I know. Um, but I have to say, I just heard, you know, I feel like there's so much literature and there's so much studies about us specifically, I think, for girls, the way that they interpret it. And so maybe I'm just more sensitive to it because of who I happen to be raising. Um, but of that comparison um, and how it just directly correlates uh, with feeling bad. Yeah. Uh, and having FOMO, fear yes. of missing out. Yep. Um, yeah. More. And I think even like as an adult woman, I've seen that with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, a group of people could go out and nobody could have hurt feelings. Uh, but then if a group of people go out and they post a picture, mm-hmm. uh, the people that might think I might have wanted to go then do feel bad. Oh, and maybe yeah. they know in their rational brain that that's not a silly thought. Yeah. Um, but I think it is just an interesting uh, thing. And so to yes. deal with that at 12. Right. I think is especially mm-hmm. tricky. So if we just are more sensitive yep. to everybody. We could make a packed church um, that has gr- a family of community. <laughs> we agree <laughs> that none of our children will be on that. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. Today, we won't post pictures when we go out without you. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, can I can I uh, give Chrissy a compliment? Please do. So, uh, can't, you can't pick like your favorite person to work with, but but if but we started did. on the same day, and I told Chrissy I was going to say this, like 
I love working with her. He said this when you weren't in the room. Oh, well, I said it to her, to her face, though, even before you were in the room, Marnie. Like, honestly, like, she is, you are so called to be working with these families, Chrissy. And and, what about her? um, You know, she talks about, like, how impactful that group was for her, you know, as a young mom. And I know that when Chrissy's meeting families... She's trying to make sure that they feel that welcomed or that they get connect, like that they see how important it is for them to get connected. And I think she would do anything for it. I think she's phenomenal with kids. I think she's phenomenal with me as a, as a person. So, you know, like it, it feels like I'm working on a team and that she's on my team and it's, it's just fun. And if you got to know Chrissy, you'll laugh You'll be happy to be in service with her. And I think that's why people are happy to say yes to you and, and work beside you. So, you. and yeah, your mom is fun <laughs> as well. Like, I sell CDs at VBS with her mom. And like, oh, it's I just don't what we know do. your mom. <laughs> I know. Well, they live in Michigan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and so she comes to help with VBS that week has. because it's a lot. Right. It is a yes. lot, yes. And yeah, so yeah, one of her first years out here helping with VBS, she helped sell CDs with Pastor Brian. And, and it's like a thing like, now, right? <laughs> yeah, I love it. And, yes. But that's how, like, working beside <laughs> Chrissy, it's a thing now. Like, it's it, it, there are some people, you, it's complicated to ask them for something. And for her, it is, this is what a, being in relationship with one another is about. So I'm just saying, I got your back, Chrissy. Oh, thank Anything you. you ever need. And, oh and, I, and I feel like those listening to this, who are like, hey, I'm I'm looking for a way to get connected to the church or anything like that. They would they should come to you for that. Oh, thank you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it is really a passion that I've had. Just mm-hmm. having moved and been a, like starting over. You start over every time you move with kids, right. and and you know, starting over and meeting people. It's, I love it. She's so, some of you. the first the like some of these families that are coming in for the first time. Their first connection because Could be school is such they, seriously uh, is. Yeah. yeah. And then Chrissy's like, you know, let, let me introduce you to Pastor Brian. Uh, like, so within moments, but it's Chrissy doing that. And so I just think it's a natural thing for her. It's it's good. Thank We're you. really, really lucky to have you Thank as a you. member of our community. Yes, your sparkling eyes and always choosing a smile and always choosing like, oh my gosh, I can't make it. Oh my goodness, no worries. Thank you so much. Your email mm-hmm. tone is always very, very sweet and forgiving. Thanks. So um, as somebody who has to sometimes tell you that we can't do it. Oh my gosh, you guys help us out so much. No, but I'm just school. saying that's family. a that's a lovely tone uh, to be received. Uh, so you give that out as well. So thank you so yeah. much for doing that, and thanks for coming here. Well, thank you for having me. This was fun. sharing your story. Thanks. All right, bye everybody. Bye bye.